Hey folks, welcome back to our Inside Battlefield podcast. My name is Tom, community manager here at DICE, and today I'm joined by Ben Walk and Alexander Formoso. Welcome, guys. Hello. Well, hello, and definitely hello to our EA employee who is definitely not holding a gun to my temple. <laughs> Forcing you to be, to be here. here. But it's happy to be here. I, I, thought, you, I thought you wanted to be here with I, me, I, Alex. I, I <laughs> Come on. I definitely am, sir. Um... So, folks, can you uh, please introduce yourselves to our audience and what you do at DICE? Can you go first? Okay, so I'm Alexander Formoso. I am the weapons designer at DICE. I am in charge of uh, balancing and making the new weapons and picking the roster for the upcoming seasons, and that sums about it. Yeah, and um, I'm Ben Walk. I'm I'm a producer at DICE. I work on a couple of areas, but one of the areas that I I do focus on and have done since launch is uh, weapons. So happy to be here to talk about that today. Welcome He's the guy both. that keeps me in check. <laughs> okay. I'm the grumpy one that says, no, <laughs> we can't do this. Ben, can I do this? No. <laughs> focus, that's, Alex. That's, focus. that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, so for, you heard it already. We're talking today about weapons. So that's the focus for today's episode. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, weapon balance, where we feel it is as a team. Um We'll touch upon vault weapons, and we'll talk about just weapon design in general, how we how we craft and design our weapons, which I think is uh, pretty pretty interesting to dive into. Before we do so, let's take a quick look at what's available for play this week. So the weekly radar is: we have Exodus Conquest available again. We have Seasons Breakthrough, uh, which also includes the Breakaway map, which we just reworked. We have the Battlefield World Tour, which. It is a combination of Conquest of Ages and Rush of Ages. So it's a, a cool mix of modes and maps. So I'm personally very much looking forward to this one. We have Team Deathmatch of Ages, which is, uh, again, a mix of, of different map eras um, from Portal and All Out Warfare. We have Squitch G's Chaos Returning, which has been a fan favorite so far, Ultimate Chaos. And obviously we have a new Friday Night Battlefield uh, this Friday. I won't spoil it. Hope you will join us. It's a ton of fun every Friday. Folks, what are you looking forward to playing this week? The Friday Night Battlefield, definitely. Yeah. But I'm also not going to spoil it. Yeah, we will yeah. not spoil it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so, no, no, no spoiling. No, We've been told no spoiling on this podcast. No yeah. spoiling on this podcast. Okay, season four is around the corner. Hmm, no spoiling. Okay. Um, so, hopeful to see you on Friday. Are you ready to talk weapons? I am. I think. <laughs> I think you I were think. forced to be here. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So let's let's start with weapon balance. So, as a as a very easy intro, Alex, can you start off and together with Ben, how do we review our weapon balance in general? All right. Yeah. So it's a multiple approach uh, to that, a multiple point approach. Um, on one side, we begin with a community feedback that we receive either directly or through the community team. Then we compare that or contrast that to our statistics that we get, like the um, telemetry that we get from the game. Um, and the telemetry, it's like more nuanced than just like what are the more popular weapons and so on, because it depends on your level and how much time have you been playing and your relative uh, KD ratio and like skill metrics that we have for them. Um, so people experience Battlefield differently depending on, on, on how good they are into the game or what role they like to play. 
Uh, and those are points that influence how we look at balancing. Like it's not only if this if if this weapon being used only by the by the better players, or how is this weapon being used? If it's being used outside of its role, and so on. So it's 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 quite complicated. <laughs> Okay, and part of it is me coming to your desk every now and then, like, "Hey, Alex, show me some numbers." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, ben, and from like as a producer, uh, how do you play into that when when reviewing what you want to do next, for example? It, I like how you like phrase it at the start, like it, you know, easy discussion on balance when it's probably the one of the most difficult things that we kind of do, even though on paper it is just numbers essentially and huge spreadsheets working stuff out um but i think alex summed it up really well like we we take a look at all the feedback that's coming in like as we're making the weapons like you know we're doing our internal play tests and getting feedback from the team and everything else like that and then once they're launched you know obviously getting feedback from players and seeing how they they do in live and is also you know that's a different beast in itself like you know it's you know one there's a lot more players compared to you know team size we'd love to have a team the size of our player base um and then there's also like as alex said like the way people play the game like i tend to play support so my weapon stats are probably completely different to somebody who plays assault for example and that's something we really have to take in um but usually for me my first um portal call is like i you know i i'll get a slack message or something or you'll come and leave an uh, unsavory note on my desk <laughs> about you know this we've launched this weapon please let's do something about it and then we you know normally we've seen stuff already um on that and then but like the feedback we're getting from yourself and kevin and everything else just helps validate what we want to do and then it's okay well we can see this weapon isn't you know it's either overperforming underperforming it's you know we tweak this one but then okay this weapon now has had a knock-on effect where everyone wants to play this weapon but what does that mean for the weapons we've already launched yep. like we have it's a constantly shifting like the f- foundation is constantly shifting so it's always a um a back and forth between you know trying to appease like what the current state state is but well aware that whatever we do today next week the conversation starts again because they'll whatever we do is just going to have a knock-on effect there will always be a meta we cannot change that and you you touched upon the meta there so we released by the time everyone listens to this i think update 3.2 has been out for two weeks obviously we it's a it's a major major shift to gameplay with bringing back the class system um how has the meta changed so far um in terms of weapons i know like class picks have changed a lot what have you guys seen for weapons? So uh, I will say that it's a little bit too early to draw conclusions mm-hmm. of the data that we're getting, but at least what we have seen is that thanks to the weapon proficiencies, uh, at least assault rifles are getting like more... Um, their, their peak rate is higher now than it was before, um, at least compared to the other weapon t- archetypes. So I will say, okay, that's at least the for now the the main indicative that we have seen, and that's a good thing in your your opinion. Like if more people pick assault rifles, mm, I think it's it's an indicative that probably the weapon proficiency and the fact that the weapons are not restricted and everyone can use them um, 
favors that type of, of weapon. And, and assault rifles in, in 2042 are like extremely all-rounders. So they they always do do well. So yeah. And I think as well, it's like it, you know, it comes at the time of the season. Like, you know, 3-2 is the last major update of the season. We got 4-0 on the horizon. But for me, it's like I'm I'm happy that we're still seeing like, you know, the weapons we released like season three are still up being used. Um, even season two weapons are still in in there. It's not just you know the same ones the whole time. Every mm-hmm. time we're doing something, it's shifting things up. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things change over the next you know what three or four weeks once season four rolls out. Yep, I'm very interesting to to seeing that play out. You touched upon weapon proficiencies. Um, how are you guys feeling about them so far? They're they're still very new as well, but. What's your thoughts? So, um, from 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 my side, I think that weapon proficiencies were one of the biggest home runs that we could do with a three point two update with like the class rework, um, because the game foundationally was meant to have the weapons unrestricted. Like everyone can use whatever weapon they want to mix and match with their class and so mm-hmm. on. And I know that that's not how it was in previous games before. Um, but we we have more reasons to do that than just the the specialist being present in 2042 right um however the 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 proficiencies that the the new um system that we have like encourages you to pick something that pairs well with your with your character that you're picking with your specialist and I feel that that positive reinforcement works much better than a hard restriction do you feel like we obviously have a lot of feedback from players about weapon proficiencies? What I've seen so far on the community side is they like them. I think they're playing out pretty well. Can we expect further tweaks to how they work or any, yeah, anything there? Mm, I'll say it's too soon to promise anything. We're getting the data. We know that some of them are not being taken advantage of as much as the others. So we will see. Okay. Thank you. Anything you want to add, Ben? No, I, I think Alex sums it up nicely. Like, you know, in terms of like, it's a major change. Like 3.2 was a huge change for the game. So I think the one thing we don't want to do is do a quick knee-jerk reaction and make things terribly bad. Um, so I think we need to just let things sell, see how people play. Um, I think once we see 4.0 launch as well and everything that brings with it, new weapons and you know everything else, we'll start getting a lot more data, a lot more feedback, and then we can start seeing if you know how you know if what anything we want to you know tweak and leave us to pull on as we move forward. Uh, and I think by the time this podcast goes live. We have an update going out the following day already with some balance tweaks to weapons. So obviously, we, like we we make a lot of changes and we continue monitoring the feedback and weapon proficiencies fall into that. So maybe, maybe in the future, um, we can expect some changes there if we feel it's necessary. That brings us to just overall weapon balance. Um, Alex, I, I'd love to hear from you what is a weapon in-game right now where you are happy with its overall balance and how it plays out? Maybe it has a special place in your heart for whatever reason. 
love to hear from you. <laughs> then that's a good question. So like I I'm I'm not gonna answer with one. I'm gonna answer with several. Yeah, that works. Like for example, my favorite weapon of the initial batch it's the uh, AC42, the the burst rifle assault rifle. Um, I love that so much because it's like very different. It cannot go into full auto, even if people want to have it in full auto. No, like to me, that's a, it's a weapon that feels unique. It has a particular aesthetic that I like a lot. Um, and it just sounds phenomenally, um, in regards to balance, for example, a weapon that is like performing exactly where it should in the place that it should be. I'll say it like the, the M5 or the uh, AM40 that we released in season two. Um, those are pretty much like spot on where they should be. Um, uh, another example will be the SVK. I think the, the SVK is performing tremendously well. Uh, on its niche. Um, and aside from that, the PBX. After we hinted that the PBX was going to be one of the, the stronger picks uh, of the SMG archetype, uh, that's exactly what happened. And it's, it's uh, at, at least right now, like the most picked. So, yeah. So the PBX is one of the most picked now? Uh, the PBS, it is one of the most picked weapons, and it's the most picked uh, submachine gun right now. Because I think for quite a long time it flew under the radar quite Com a bit. Completely, yeah. Like it, it, it's always been very strong, and I think you've been on one of the like the Def Corner recordings before where you mentioned like, why is nobody playing? Why is nobody pay, picking this? Uh, and and it, it also happens with others that I'm yeah. not gonna mention because <laughs> <laughs> like I'm okay. gonna let no you guys spoilers. discover them or find them or find their niche. But it's it's um it's the nuance of making balance. Like if you have something that you know it's tremendously strong, and then you look at the data and nobody's using it, then you go like. What do I do here? Like, I cannot keep buffing it in expectation <laughs> that, like, people see it. Like, I, I cannot do something outrageous with it to bring it to the spot. Like, I just need to wait until people figure it out. And then there's the others. There are some weapons that shouldn't be as picked as they are. Like, there is nothing in the numbers that justifies their, their usage. And then you see the data and it's like, okay, well, I guess people like that. I mean, the others are better. Uh, so... I think I think you it's actually an interesting point to touch on. You mentioned some some weapons have no like no point in being picked so much, but it's just sometimes a weapon just feels nice. Maybe it's not better than the other weapons, but it just it feels very nice. Oh yeah, yeah, correct. Right. I, just, I, I'm no yeah. fun police. So I, I, I'm <laughs> no not fun gonna, police. Exactly. I'm <laughs> not gonna say like man, people shouldn't be picking up this weapon and yeah. it's gonna nerf it. Like no no not at all. Uh but it's about like seeing the numbers and you have like a grasp of how the weapons are going to perform and then you see some that are not performing well they're being picked insanely high numbers and then you go like what's happening here <laughs> so so yeah it's it's a fun one okay Anything yeah, for, yeah for me it's like i tend to go into like the the feel of the weapon i end up picking you know playing weapons that like i really like the the feel and the sound and all that type of stuff uh so i'm like You'd a lot of the time with the BSV, for example, because like I just love that gun. It's like super good, like the way it sounds, the attachments, everything um, is nice. And then also I have a really good soft spot for the shotgun we added in season three. It's just just so satisfying just to run around a corner and you know 
just <laughs> unload it into somebody and then just run around, reload, run around another corner into somebody else again. Uh, so yeah, so good. Uh, like the the shotgun we added in the season three, it's it's different from the other shotguns as well. Like maybe for folks who haven't used it, you can give a quick refresher. Like it has some cool capabilities as well. I mean, I can. Like, yeah. The, the the cool part about it is that now we are covering like the three main types of shotgun. Like we have your pump action, your semi-auto, and your full auto shotgun. And the season three one, the MVK S twenty two, it's the semi-auto shotgun that it holds like ten bullets, so it's like a lot of ammo uh, at your disposal, and it's it, it can fire relatively quickly, and it's a monster in close combat quarter. So, I think it's a it's a pretty good weapon. It's the big ammo that does it for me because mm-hmm. I, I have a terrible aim, so I just <laughs> run in and just like un- unload the whole ammo in like you know in a fit of rage, <laughs> and then hopefully hit hit somebody. <laughs> but if you do, then it's and if yeah. I do, then yeah, it's yeah. job done. But even if I don't, it's just satisfying to unload the whole the whole thing. Awesome. So we talked about weapons we are happy with. What about um, a weapon where you feel the balance? isn't as you wanted it to play out, uh, Alex? Damn, you're putting the spotlight on me hard. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I have no... No, I mean, I can say probably the advances again. Um, <clears throat> still. Still, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, the usage rating... The, the usage dropped. Um, it's now in a place where it doesn't draw our attention that much. Like, we don't see it as problematic. It's okay. But um, we know that we need to do something about LMGs and how they perform in the game. Um, We need to find a good mix of all-rounder utility. Like, I want you to be able to use your LMGs as another weapon and use it as an infantry weapon uh, without limiting it to like, oh, you cannot ADS if you are not bipoded or like prone or, you know, like I don't want to like artificially restrict their usage as an infantry weapon, but I do feel that we need to do something to bring them even further away from the assault rifles. And we did something like um, we, we, are changing the way that their dispersion works, like how how they um, control while while you keep firing. Um, but probably we haven't done enough of that, so we will see. What about um... at this point? The advances is like the problem child. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool weapon, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but also the problem child. Okay. And what about um, attachments? Um. Like how we balance our attachments. I think we mm. re- recently made a change to the drum magazines and extended mags. Oh yeah, that one. Uh, we promised you wouldn't bring this up, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. <laughs> Let's go. That's fine. <laughs> Putting you on the spot again. It's fine. Um, so I think we we mentioned it in the patch notes, right? But it, it's more about. Um, I know that there has been a lot of comments pushing towards the idea that because they are bigger magazines um, they should be slower to reload and they should have like a slower deploy time and so on but that doesn't touch upon their problem which is the amount of ammo that they give you substantially increase your in combat time so when you have a reduced magazine you need to take decisions when you are in combat you need to pick your fights who do you shoot uh, and when you have a big magazine, all these 
mental overhead just disappears because you can just like keep shooting and go like and ramble your way through the through the map um and we don't want that uh, at least not in agile weapons that shouldn't have those like large amount of bullets um so that change that we did was supposed to mitigate that it was mm-hmm. supposed to make you less effective in a dual situation for example that when you're not using them however we understand that it wasn't well received and we understand that there's other approaches that we could have taken um and since this is life and sometimes you shoot and you don't you miss well this was a miss and we will try to do it again in a future patch no problem but the the main logic remains right like we're not satisfied with their combat uptime, and that's something that we need to uh, mitigate. Okay, so I, I think as a summary, like we know that we need to change something about them, and so this was the first change we made was to change their aim down sight time mm-hmm. um, or to increase it. But it just like it just didn't feel nice, yeah. even though like in theory, you know, it it would have been a good change. So. No, like, I'm happy to hear you say that, Alex. Like, sometimes we try something, if it doesn't work, we'll just revert it. So that should, um, that revert will go live in the next update, um, which should go live tomorrow by the time you listen to this. Excellent. But, like, always subject to change. Um, the patch notes should be available already on our website, so go check them out. Um, it's a small, small quality of life update, so a few, few weapon balance changes in there. Um, anything you want to add, Ben? No, I, I think you summed it up well. And I think the the key thing from us is that, you know, it is an iterative process. Yeah. Like, we're going to keep trying doing things. The one thing we don't want is just to say, okay, this is done. And then, you know, and move on. Like, if we see room for improvement, we'll want to try and try that. And we also don't want to be boxed in by only, you know, playing it 100% safe 100% of the time. We are going to try new things, yep. um, try and, you know, make changes where possible. And, you know, sometimes that's you know that it's not going to work out as we've seen recently and you know we'll act on that and revert and change and whatever um but sometimes it is going to work um so it's just one of those things that we'll just we'll keep doing as we go on through like you know weapon releases attachments and everything else great so that was a i think a a nice discussion and overview about how we view our weapon balance and like how we go about making changes there um, I would love to move us on to Vault Weapons next. Oh boy. Um, vault Weapons isn't something that we have done before in Battlefield. So I'd love to hear from both of you um, what, how did they come about? Like what was their design thought about bringing them over to All Out Warfare? And maybe what are we looking at next for Vault Weapons? Um, let's start with Ben. So uh, you say that, you know, it's, we've not done it before, but like in truth, like, you know, it was something that we didn't actually plan like you know for this game like you know we, you know going through running up to launch we had our rep weapon roster for like mm-hmm. portal for all like warfare and then we hit launch and then all of a sudden we started getting all this community feedback you know like bring portal weapons into all our warfare so it's like okay well what can we do there because you know the weapons haven't necessarily been built or set up for that we haven't yep. taken into account like you know these weapons are made for portal specifically um, not for necessarily, you know, to sit alongside uh, all our warfare launch weapons. So it's like we had to make the decision about how, you know, bring those over. And then obviously we have all like the 
the boring stuff we won't go into like you know like the actual tech and implementation mm. and all this type of thing but mostly it became a thing of like the like just the sheer amount of feedback we were receiving on it meant okay or well, let, let's you know let's act on it but then it became a bit of a question of how do we act on it and it's like you know we had multiple ways of doing it it's like one and the route we ended up obviously taking was like okay we can start pushing these weapons out in small batches um quite early on within what was it season two was the first patch we did with when they come out um so we just started doing it that way um but then also there was the the whole question of like attachments universal camos all this yep. type of stuff as well so it's like a case of well yes in theory it's possible for us to put 2042 attachments onto the vault weapons but then it becomes a trade-off of do we want to wait before we've done the necessary work to get all that in place or do we want to put weapons out so it becomes a it's one of those times where you have to make a decision and it's you know it's like asking to choose between your kids basically there's there's probably no wrong or right answer yep. um but it's like so we had to choose between do we want to release the vault weapons when we did as we did or do we want to did we want to just hold off completely until you know, we potentially added attachments and skins. So it's, I think overall, I think it's been, I wouldn't say for me personally, I'm 100% happy with the the way they've performed. I think it's, you know, they've had some challenges along the way. I think it's got better as we've got more used to the system and everything else. Um, but hopefully in the future, we'll see a lot more improvement as things come to light and fruition. Yeah, well, what Ben said, basically, we when we launched, like, the overwhelming piece of feedback that we had was there are not enough weapons. So we prioritized everything on the pipeline to expedite them as, as much as we could. So it was like, okay, so just let's, let's just do as many as we can, as fast as we can. Let's incre increase the roster um, uh, amount. Um, as soon as we can mm. and then when we can reach a certain amount when we reach a certain volume then we can take a look at what are the next steps are you uh yeah are you personally happy with how many we have now because i think we added a bunch over the updates i, I don't know how many it is i actually haven't counted them before <laughs> we recorded this but i think it's more than 10 it's close to i my, it's a, it's around twenty ish, depending on when. Oh, that's way more than I thought. Yeah, yeah I might I might be I might be taken into by twenty ish might be taken into account the ones we have planned for season four. Exactly as well. the ones that are okay. in production now. Yeah, that okay. are in production now. But yeah, it's a lot. Yep, cool. And um, of course, during I I think that during season four we will reach like a a comfortable amount yeah. of 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 weapons um, closer to. To like other other games, other previous titles, and so on. But I think there's there's if you go into All Out War for now, there's a lot of choice about what you want to play with, and playing with all the weapons, it will take you quite a while because like, you need some play time to get the feel of a weapon, maybe get used to it, like find find your 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 fit there. Um, what what I would love to hear from you for Vault Weapons as well is. Uh, how did we go about picking the specific ones that we brought into like up, update? Why why did we bring this this gun first? Why not that one? Anything you want to share there? I think there wasn't a big uh, decision making or like a complex decision making process. 
I think that we only decided on like, okay, so let's not not do or, or let's try to not do dupes. So like not two assault rifles or two LMGs on the same patch. Um, and then from there, we I remember the the beginning. We needed the M60 because we only had two LMGs at launch plus the advances coming in. So we needed the M60 to just like pump the the amount of of LMGs available. Um, but after that, I think we just went picking one by one from from a list that we had. So it wasn't a bunch of like, what do we need next? We we do that with the seasonal weapons though. So I don't want to say you picked favorites, but you did because you picked the pick <laughs> so ones you want to see next. <laughs> There's a hundred percent people on the team going like even when we <laughs> came up with like the roadmap for vault weapons all the way up into season four. Yeah. Like people will come in and go, oh yeah, but you know what about this? Can we get can we get this in? Um, so yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, anything anything else you wanna you wanna share for vault weapons before we move on? What you're hoping to see in the future? I am hoping that we will have enough time to just bring them more closer to the Allot Warfare offerings. Not only in like, um, what can you do with them uh, on on the metagame layer of the game, mm-hmm. but also how they perform in-game. Currently, there are some vault weapons inside the most popular weapons of the game. Across several uh, skill uh, gaps, can you say which one's the most popular? I will weapon? not say them, okay. <laughs> but I can I'm say curious. like there there are uh, two that are like solidly cemented in 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 there, um, and I think that if we do some adjustments, we can have more of them in that in that list. Okay, but it's good to see that fault weapons are amongst the most popular. Some. Some yes. some of them, but yeah. okay. That no, that that means they 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 found their their niche, their use uh, in, within the all-out war for Arsenal. Yeah, and I think the the key thing as well on fault webs now, as we are you know hitting towards that twenty number, yep. it's like it's becoming okay. What do we do? Like, this becomes a critical mass that we hit, and it becomes you know a point where it's just okay. This is just another weapon into the pool. Yep. So I think the key thing is like Alex is saying, it's like you know bringing them more in line with the all-out warfare weapons and like the seasonal ones that we've launched as well as looking i know attachments and skins are are firmly like two of the most requested things we've seen to date and still keep getting the notes left to my desk attachments when um from yourself so it's like you know things like that are on you know our top of our list as well of things that you know we really really want to do and you, you gotta also remember that Vault weapons represented uh, a big change in the philosophy of how we treat weapons. Because, for example, like um, Season 1 weapons, right? Like we had the BSV, and the BSV was the first weapon where we tried to say, like, okay, so it, it had a direction where how much can we push the plus menu, right? Like how much can you shift a weapon from another? And the real-life version of the of the BSV is just two weapons right it's a it's a a small carbine and it's a dmr 
So we tried to do that with the, with the analog, with the VSB, and it worked. It was received very, very good. And then you had the crossbow with like the explosive bolt and so on. So it was like a far cry like the other weapons, right? So they, they were different. And then comes season two, and we say, okay, so what are we going to do for season two? Okay, we're going to do hybrids. Let's try to do like what what do you put in the middle between an assault rifle and an LMG? And then that's the advances. What do you put in between an SMG and an assault rifle? And that's the AM. So they were like all about the hybrids like what are what sits between the two categories and how much can we push the identity of the weapon that just sits in the middle then comes season three and it's like oh futuristic stuff and you have the roars and it's like completely different to before so that's kind of the 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 goal that we wanted for like the seasonal weapons of 2042 and vault weapons ain't that right yep. so it, it's but uh, they're, they're different yeah. exactly they're different. so it, it was a uh, a shift in philosophy of like, okay, so we need to do this. I'm actually curious because you you touched upon our seasonal weapons there. Um, how how do we go about picking? Like, what do you want to do for like the next season? Because it's like we always try to make them nice and special. They're always cool new things that we haven't seen before uh, in all out all out warfare. Like for the season one, you know. You had the, the BSV who could change between automatic, semi-automatic. Then we had the, the AM40, which was a mix between SMG and, SMG and assault rifles. And then we had the, the cool shotgun in season three, which is, an, and obviously the, the Rorsch, which, you know, that got quite a lot of feedback, but I just am unable to use myself because it's actually a very difficult gun to use. And but you said in burst wreck people, <laughs> Wreck people with, but... Uh, yeah, like how do we go about picking? Like what what we want to do next is how do you think about this? So it's um, it mostly it's about having the different elements of the weapons and thinking how can you push them individually like further away. So it's about you have the plus menu. Okay, so how much can we transform a weapon? using the plus menu, and then you have the PSB. Uh, then you go from another, like, okay, so we have these archetypes, and inside the archetypes, we have certain values that we say, okay, so this is what we consider an assault rifle to be, and this is what we consider uh, an SMG to be. What can we put in the middle? And so it's about grabbing those those columns, those elements, like the particles that make a weapon, and saying, like, okay, so let's focus in one of them. Right, so season three was like okay, so futuristic stuff. What it's the uh, like? How can we push this idea of like techie? And then the whole Nordvik helped us with like okay, so can we bring the Rorsch back? It wasn't the previous t- title, so it, it it's all um, picking individual elements, looking how to elevate them, and then going from there. And from the producer side, anything. Yeah, I think a lot of the time it also like you know, some season obviously each season has like, you know, a theme around it and everything else. Like season three is a really good one because like, you know, futuristic or you know, not maybe not futuristic's the right word, but you know, like high tech yep. type stuff. We saw that, you know, with the vehicle we brought in as well. Um so like aligning our weapon choice around that, it, it helps us narrow it down, you know, slightly. It's like if we were to do a close quarter season we wouldn't fill it up with, you know, sniper rifles yep. and stuff like that, for example. So it's it's just about finding the right balance and then obviously looking as well, like, you know, what weapons we currently have in the roster, like any pools we want to add to, 
like um, Max was saying at launch, like LMG was a little bit light. So that's when we prioritized vault weapons to come into that. And I think now it's in a, a probably a good spot. Um, so just making sure we're not stacking up and then where possible, trying not to do too many duplicates per season as well. So like if, you know, we don't want to do like, you know, shotgun, 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 shotgun in every single season, even though I would probably quite like that. Um, I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if it is up to me, we just have only shotguns. <laughs> I'm kind of, there's probably a Reddit thread spinning up right now. It's like, <laughs> screw this producer, he's ruining the game. Um, so, like you know, we take that into account as yeah. well. And then like, it's quite, you know, it becomes quite a collaborative process around, you know, for quite a few people that touch weapons as well. So it's not just like me and Alex sitting there going, yeah, we want this, we want this, you know, screw this guy. He doesn't, he likes this, but he's not getting this. But it's like, like everyone's coming into it. Like, you know, our yep. 3D art team, animation, audio, like VFX, the whole lot and saying, you know, have we seen this weapon? This weapon's just been announced in real life. Is there something we could do similar to here and all this type of stuff? So it's, yeah, there's a lot of like, you know, the gif of like, you know, pinpointing on the map and everything else. Like the meme of that, it's pretty much, there's a lot of that going on. Okay. But, uh, so I don't want to say this with 100% confident, uh -oh. but I am like 90% confident that we have to be the internal team that receives more requests from for content from other teams that there is in DICE. Because we get constantly pinged by anyone in the studio going like, either when is the weapon that I want coming back? Or have you seen this YouTube video of like the new weapon being manufactured? And your answer is always, yes, exactly. I have seen it. Yes. <laughs> so like, like, yes. When is your favorite weapon coming back? I don't know. Have you seen this video of that? Yes, I have seen it. And it's like, or either go into the meme territory, right? Like when are we bringing back the, the bipod knife? So he's like, man, I don't know what to tell you, right? So it's more nuanced than that. But yeah. we definitely get like, request both internally and externally for everything so yeah yeah and it's not even just within the studio as well like our other studios within ea like we'll get pinged by you know <laughs> people like whether it's people from apex or whatever or whoever it might be like oh yeah i've been playing the season this gun's really good but <laughs> <laughs> what about <laughs> have you thought about this and that's not taking into account all the player feedback like yeah. drop a thread and discord reddit or Twitter or whatever, and to say, you know, what weapon would you add to Battlefield if you could? Like, you're going to get a yep. hundred different answers. Yep. Yeah, you, get, you get 300 comments, and there are 300 different answers. Yeah. And, say, God damn it. and every answer is the right answer to the person that, that made it, and it because, because it's a personal thing. I, I, yeah. The final question from my end there is then, how do you end up making that decision? Like, how do you, like, okay... This is this is the one with all the other good ideas and thoughts you probably have about the specific weapon, but you only you can only pick like you know three for a season. In the end, it's what benefits the product. Okay. Yeah, it's always the the player experience. Even though, like a lot of the time, we like people will think like you know we're doing this because we want to do it, and yes, that does come into it some mm. of the time. But there's always a lens being applied of what's the benefit to the player here. Yep. Like if we do this weapon, how the player is, you know, what's, how is it going to affect the gameplay experience for the player? And ultimately, that's what we care about most. I think it's time for some cookies then. All right. Looking forward to this. So, cookie of the week. 
best section of the show, what everybody obviously listens for. <laughs> what do we have? How are these called? It is called... Dromar. Dromar. No, you're exaggerating. It's just Dromar. I don't speak Swedish, but... But. <laughs> I'm gonna take a bite and see what it's like. Ben, are you feeling feeling like cookies this morning? I always feel like cookies. What? No way. Dreams. It translates as dreams. So, yeah, just the cookie, it translates into dreams. So we're sitting here on a fine Wednesday morning eating cookies made of dreams. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's your classic vanilla-ish tasting cookie, yeah, I guess. What do this? I, I don't know how to explain, but it's a good one. It's a good crunchy texture. Yeah. There's a lot of sugar in this. There like, is a lot of sugar in like, The podcast for the next 20 minutes, like the energy level is going to be... <laughs> it's going to increase It's going to increase as we go along. This is... For the Spanish speakers, this is just a Swedish suspiro. <laughs> I mean... But it's a good shit. Some, one thing I've... I've learned recently is that Swedes do seem to love their like their treats or their their sugary things. There's like I think we have multiple holidays for like celebrating like cookies it, and it's Semla Dagen Semla. next week or yeah. in two weeks time. So yeah, apparently it was like carrot cake day last week or something. Some I just time. learned that there is like a mud cake, like the like a <laughs> chocolate brownie cake day, and it's like oh hell yeah. It's like one of the things I move into Sweden. It's like everyone gets a name day, which is was a, you know a bit of an alien concept for me. But also like cakes, cakes get their own special day, and it's like everyone goes hard on the cakes on those days. Like, and I'm all for it. <clears throat> Sorry, cookie stuck in my throat. <laughs> but yes, um, so we've covered weapon balance, fault weapons. I would love to kind of dive into the whole design aspect for weapons um i think we yeah let, let's start with the rorsch how did we go about designing this weapon because it's very different than what we have in game it is high tech it is pretty cool can you talk more about the design process and how how did it came about i like that you began with about. like oh let's start let's start with the most difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, Alex, I'm not here to make up. your life easy. <laughs> like, especially with the, the first easy question about how do you balance your weapons, bro? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's... Uh, okay. So, okay. Um, do you want to begin, then or...? Um, yeah, I can begin. Yeah, yeah, okay. with, like, that cookie is like literally just sucks all the moisture out of your mouth. Yeah, it's like okay. a sponge. I like it, but, yep, I yeah. needed some water after. Yeah. Good so, cookie, though. Yeah, yeah good, good strong cookie, though, but <clears throat> probably a 7 out of 10 overall. Um, no, but like, I think the Roche is an interesting one. I think it's one that, I know we had the idea if we wanted to do it for a while, and it's one of the weapons that probably changed the most over the development of it. Like we went through so many iterations of what we wanted to, you know, wanted it to be. Um, I'll let Alex talk to that in a bit, but it's like, you know, we'll do some, we did stuff and then like, you know, put it into play test, see how it feels. And it's like, okay, let's, you know, make some tweaks here. And then by the end of the process, when it comes to actually releasing, like it's completely different from the original intent. Um, but I think it, 
you know what we ended up launching with is is great and i think it's part of the you know parcel of like going through the whole iterative process with stuff and it's also a lot different to what we had done elsewhere in the seasons you know it's not as i was calling it it's not just a bullet and bang bang gun it's like it's something you know vastly different out of of curiosity sorry to interrupt can you talk maybe a little bit of one of the earlier iterations like what was it like what was the first idea we had for this weapon oh man (laughs) (laughs) oh oh do we want to go there okay okay so um when we begin making weapons there is like a a couple of days where it's only about the research right like how Mm -hmm. how does this work how does it look how does it sound who has it and and so on um and the railgun was like a very fun one because you have like real railguns that exist but they're mounted on 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 ships on like on warships so it's like okay we cannot definitely not use those and then there is like already portable um railguns of this type like the Rorsch but they are like vastly different to what we needed for the game right like they are definitely advancing in tech but they are nowhere near what we need them for the game to be so we went like okay so what are the 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 cool components of, of this weapon and we went into the science of it like how does it work and then we began talking about battery capacities we talked about like charge times we talked about energy mitigation about like temperature control so it was like it had i think seven at it, at its worst it had like seven moving parts that you had to control to actually use the weapon so it was about like, oh, depending on the battery type that you get, you get a different charge time. So there was one battery that like charged fast at the beginning. And then if you release the trigger, then you shot. So like the longer you held, you kept the trigger uh, held, the harder it hit. So it was like, okay, so how do you communicate that your damage is not as good as if you keep holding it? And then that one had overheat on it. So it's like, oh no, if you're holding your trigger too much, then it overheats and then you cannot shoot again. So it it was way more complex than it had any right to be. And again, we started cutting and then we said... Oh, we already cut the overheat component and then we already cut the hole to try... But now it's too simple. Now it became just a cool-looking rifle. So now we need to bring something back. And then, oh, we cannot cut that because it has a screen. What are we going to do with the screen? So that was another whole discussion of, like, do we put an ammo counter in there? Do we use it as the charge meter? If it's the charge meter, then what happens in ADS if you cannot see it? So it's a... (laughs) Sounds like a lot of research, a lot of changes... It's not easy, and at some points, like obviously, you test, test, test it in game, and I guess some of the iterations probably didn't just feel fun either. No, the, especially like, like in, the like, bloated ones. Yeah, and so Ben, we we just talked a little bit about the research and the iterative process. Can you expand on it? Yeah, Thank so you. like you know, research comes in like many forms, and I think one of the interesting things is that you know, if you take a look, my my YouTube history. And Google search has definitely got me on a list somewhere. Um, the type of list that you probably don't want to be on. Like you, if I load up YouTube now, you'll just see like here's latest music video from whoever. Here's gun, you know, latest gun news coming out. You know, come to this gun fair and buy this gun. 
like the artillery systems, tanks, it's it's all terrible. And because I used to work with the narrative team as well, so I'd be like researching things like human migration patterns, like refugee type stuff. And then like you'd look back on Google at the end of the day and it's like, oh yeah, this is this is some bleak stuff that I'm looking at here. And definitely some, somebody on the other end of my uh, IP address is like, okay, what, what on earth is, what this, is this person guy doing? up to <laughs> in this small, you know, sleepy <laughs> suburb of Stockholm? Um, so, yeah, Ben, that, that covers the, the research part. And I think our teams do that uh, in parallel. Like when you do your research from the production side, you from the design side, but we have our, our audio animation teams. Um, they are not here with us today, but maybe you can speak a little bit more about like how that comes in from their perspective. Yeah, they definitely have their work cut for them because uh, especially like we were talking about the Roche, right? So it's even more emphasized with that weapon because it becomes of like, how does a railgun sound? And then you have like these massive ship mounted weapons and you're like okay i cannot use that and then you go to the the modern ones that are being produced and they sound like a bad car like a pretty bad electric car <laughs> so it's it's not fun it doesn't inspire anything on you especially not compared to like a regular firearm yep. so it's become becomes a whole task of how can we reframe this how can we make this sound video gamey how can we like how can we make this weapon make the player feel something right and it's the same with animation like yep. especially with Rorsch we don't know how the weapon was gonna look like at the end but we had a lot of iterations of like where do we put the batteries and can we put the batteries on the plus menu and how will the soldier like quickly swap them inside the battlefield like how can this make sense in a real world and then animators had also to accommodate for that like where do you put the hands how do you grab the batteries like, for example, the Rorsch has a super cool detail that when you open the plus menu, the soldier slides the battery pack out uh, while you're looking at the at the attachments. And that's, like, in preparation of, like, hey, if you're going to swap the new the new battery pack, it's just going to slide it in. It's super cool to see. Um, <clears throat> I think that covers the, the design part pretty well. It's a good overview. Before we move on, is there anything you would still want to add or touch upon from, like... Your design perspective. I don't think I want to so add cool, anything from cool from design, but it's more about you could probably you you can easily underestimate the amount of people involved into shipping a weapon. Not just like the the material thing that you interact with, but also like the whole backend part and like UI icons and so on. So it's a it's a lot. It's a lot of work to 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 get to the final product. No, I think that that context is uh, interesting to have because you you probably don't think about that or notice that when you just hold the weapon in game. Like it's in your hands, it looks very straightforward. It's this weapon, some skins, some icons, but there's a lot of work from multiple teams involved in getting it onto the battlefield. Yeah. Um, so I hope we were able to give you a little bit of a an overview about how the process works. Which brings us to uh, what else? What what do we have upcoming? Like season four is on the horizon. Season four. Uh, I like how you both look at me as if, so, <laughs> what can we talk about here as the producer in the room? Um, season four is an interesting one. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know technically how much we can talk about. Um, 
I think the one thing that I can say is that we're going to have four weapons this season, um, which is something we wanted to, we challenged ourselves and, you know, sat down with the team and said, okay, can we do this? Can we, you know, we have this list of weapons that we would really like to do. Um, and I know Alex is incredibly fond of one of them in particular, mm-hmm. which I'll let him talk about in a minute. But I think it's, yeah, season four is shaping up um, really nicely, I think. And so it's, well, yeah, by the time this comes out, we must only be a couple of weeks away from impending reveals and trailers and stuff. And like, we've all seen the trailer already that's going to be coming out. And it, it looks, obviously, the, our trailer team has done fantastic yeah, work as always. Cool. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, the four new weapons um, get. In addition to the, I think we've got what, what, two volt weapons coming in at the start of the season as well. So there's going to be six weapons in total for people to play around with, which is really nice. I think we've had that many in previous seasons. No, this is the biggest one. That's exciting. Yeah. And you um, are also excited, Alex. Oh, uh, man. From I, I can, I need to. Uh, keep legal away from me because I cannot talk about this. But uh, season four has my favorite weapon, okay. uh, one that, like during the whole timeline for season four, uh, that's probably the only one that I'm going to be using. Um, I love everything about it, like from how it plays and how it sounds and the unique gimmick that it has. Uh, then the other weapons are also fun, but they're not my favorite one. And they're one of them is like super. So yeah, it's 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 great. It's gonna be great. Sounds like a lot to look forward to. It is. I know you are excited. Oh, um, yeah. I'm pretty excited myself as well. Um, it's um, it's not too far away now. So I think that uh, brings us to the close of this episode. Is there anything you guys still want to talk about that's on your mind when you are here to talk about weapons? No, we really appreciate everyone's feedback. We're hearing you. And please keep it going because that helps us like steer the direction of where we want to take this thing. At the end of the day, we're making the game for for the audience, like for the players to have. Uh, so it's important to keep them in the loop and to know what they want. Yeah, I, th- I think that sums it up nicely, really. Like I think, you know, as people can see, like as we've moved on through the seasons, we're, you know, we've been making more and more balanced changes. I think the patch that is due to go out the day after this airs is another, you know, there's some stuff going into there. Um, and we'll keep, you know, we're going to keep iterating. So as Alex says, like keep feedback, feedback flowing, coming in, you know, leaving post-it notes on yep. my desk and <laughs> everything else. And yeah, we'll, we'll keep doing what we can. I've, I've, I guess I have a final comment, like those mini patches that we do in between now, mini updates, like they came about from player feedback who, you know, when we have like a big update, like, you know, season three or update 3.1, they had feedback and we wanted to to act on that feedback faster and players wanted to see us act on it faster. So now we have those mini updates in between where we can actually be much more agile with making weapon changes if if we see necessary. So I'm personally very happy that we do that now and the next one is coming out subject to change, but... It's planned for tomorrow as we are recording this. Um, but I think I think what you're saying is it, like I mean you could talk for hours on just patches, but like you know yeah, from from a player experience, it's yeah. like yes, a patch arrives. You do, your console PC downloads it, yep. and away you go. 
but like what you don't see in cinema to what Alex was saying about the weapons, like the amount of people involved with that, like the amount of people involved to get a patch out is huge. Like it's, you know, like making sure everything's working. Like, you know, we want to make, you know, the last thing we want to do is drop a patch and then something horrendous breaks. And then, you know, it puts us in firefighting mode and it snowballs out of control. So I think it's, you know, small patches like this are, you know, a considerable effort yep, for a lot of people on the team to get in. Like a lot of people that most people probably don't know exist. Like all our tech teams, a lot of QV time and effort goes into ensuring that we can get these smaller patches out. So huge shout out to everyone on the team who, you know, allows us to, you know, tweak balance and stuff in these in this way. Yep, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, completely. That said it very nicely. Um <clears throat> Okay, folks, so that's that's what we have for you today. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, you can reach out to us on podcast at battlefield.com if you have any questions, feedback. We'd love to hear from you. You can also reach out to us on social channels via hashtag Inside Battlefield. Um, so Ben and Alex, thank you so much for being here today. Thank I you. personally had a lot of fun talking weapons with you. Um, so I hope we can do it again in the future. And uh, to everyone listening, see you in the next one. We'll sit down with the MAPS team. Looking forward to that discussion as well. And uh, yeah, keep playing the objective. And remember, guys, pineapple does not go on pizza. Oh, let's not go there. Thanks, folks. Bye-bye, folks.